Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop de doo day. Beauty untold is ours to behold, to dazzle your mind and your I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest author Steve Barrett to the show. Welcome, Steve. Good to be here, Tammy. It's so great to have you on my new podcast, The Tierra Talk Show, you know, because we already spoke a couple years ago. So it's great to catch up with you this time around. (laughs) Absolutely. I love the talk hidden Mickey's. For those who do not know who Steve is, which you've probably seen his books, the uh, Hidden Mickey Guides, they, they've they sprung up. What was the year that they initially premiered? The- yeah, my first book was Walt Disney World Hidden Mickeys. The first edition was 2003. I've been involved in this passion of mine for longer than uh, before 2003, for sure. But that's just when the first book came out. And on your website, you kind of go into a little bit of detail. I'll mention it here and towards the end of the show. But for listeners, we'll have the website in the show notes, which is www.hiddenmickeyguy.com. You talk a little bit about the history behind the Hidden Mickeys, and it started sometime in the 80s. Could you talk a little bit more about how that kind of grew to something even bigger than it initially was made out to be? Yes. The the Hidden Mickey phenomenon really didn't start until the 90s. But Hidden Mickeys were in place, presumably, uh, this is the way the story goes, in Epcot. Because when Epcot was being built in the late 70s, early 1980s, the Disney management decided that uh, they did not want the characters in Epcot because Walt had envisioned Epcot to be a more adult park. A kind of a silent protest, the Imagineers began just adding images of Mickey hidden in the pavilions at Future World and the, and the countries and World Showcase as Epcot was was being built. And so guests and, and cast members began to see them in the 1980s. They would see images of Mickey and and uh, realize that the Imagineer, the, the artist, put that image there on purpose, and it became sort of a game. The term hidden Mickey was not used until around 1989, uh, I remember the the first website I was aware of and, and made by a, a couple of college students at Stetson University, which is a college near Orlando. And they they started talking about Hidden Mickeys. And it grew from there and through the 90s especially. The Disney Magazine uh, would talk about Hidden Mickeys. Cast, most cast members would learn about them, although Disney was not pushing that game yet. The Hidden Mickey's game grew into a full-fledged phenomenon by the by the end of the 1990s, which is where when I really got involved with it. 
So you're starting to write this book. I can't even imagine how long it must have taken to write the initial first edition of the Hidden Mickey Guide. This is a fun game to play with friends, family, strangers. You know, it, it's really it's really interesting to see where you can find Hidden Mickeys and keep your mind off of waiting in line. So how long did it initially take to write the first Hidden Mickey book? Well, again, during the 1990s, I was uh, a, a full-fledged Disney fanatic. Uh, and I was collect. I, I was reading everything I could, I could get my hands on uh, that had to do with Walt Disney and the Disney Company and the, the Disney theme parks. And I came across the, the hidden Mickey's uh, mentioned here and there. So I collected a file of them, and I decided, you know, maybe we can make a book out of this. And I found a publisher. They they edited the book and and put it together in the form of scavenger hunts. The first six months of 2002, January through June, is when I wrote the book. And I was going out to Disney World. I lived near Orlando. And I was going out to Disney World uh, every other day almost, several times a week, looking for hidden Mickeys. And there wasn't really anybody helping me then. I was having to go on, on the, the file uh, descriptions that I accumulated you know, uh, during the 1990s. And... That's how the first book came about, but it took me another six months to 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 write the book and put it together and scavenger hunts and and get it properly edited so that it came so that it was published in early two thousand three. I had these plastic bins full of pages of hidden Mickeys uh, organized that way. That that's how it all started in you know in two thousand two two thousand three. And as you mentioned, uh, I don't I don't really have to even look for Hidden Mickeys anymore. There are literally thousands of people out there who are looking for Hidden Mickeys constantly. Uh, probably several hundred are doing it regularly. Um, but over the years, I've, I've probably con- been contacted by 1,500, 2,000 people or some, something in that range, uh, adults and children. I mean... People of all ages look for hidden Mickeys, not only in the parks, but in Disney movies and and uh, and on Disney TV and and outside of Disney. I mean, hidden Mickeys are are really everywhere, but especially on Disney property. But I don't have to look for them anymore. So many great, fantastic people out there uh, are looking for them, and they they find an image and send it to me, and I go check it out to verify. I have to verify it because. It may not last, for example, if it's, if it's a hidden Mickey image in a display window, for example. That that image may not – display windows change, uh, sometimes fairly rapidly, and those images may not stick around. I want to put hidden Mickeys in the book that I c- can feel as confident as I can that they're going to be there when, you know, when the guest looks for them. So I, I, I do verify – I do check them out. I do get a sense of maybe how long they're going to last uh, before I put them in the book. You know, the game goes on, and uh, I, I, I'm as excited as I ever was uh, to go out to Disney World and Disneyland and the cruise ships and, and look for the, for the hidden Mickeys that people send me. I, I knew we had arrived when um, at a, uh, a meeting to promote the new Fantasyland before it opened, Meg Crofton was talking to a group of journalists and showed a picture of a hidden Mickey. And it's my current favorite one because it's so amazing. 
but it's the uh, once a year hidden Mickey that the Imagineers created in the queue of the Little Mermaid ride in Magic Kingdom, and at noon on on November eighteenth, which is Mickey's birthday, that's when Steamboat Willie came out. At noon on November eighteenth, there were holes in the ceiling of the cave lined up such that at noon the sun is in the proper position to shine through and and form a light three-circle hidden Mickey on the on the wall of the queue. And for the last three years, it's it's been there. <laughs> so pe- people are in line and waiting for it, and they send me photos of it. So it's and uh, you know so you can imagine the research that went into creating that hidden Mickey by the Imagineers. <laughs> now, you've seen many hidden Mickeys we've already established, but is there one you miss the most that has not been in the theme parks for years on end? Uh, there was an amazing hidden Mickey a long time ago at the Wonders of Life Pavilion at Epcot. In the mural uh, above the entrance to Body Wars, there was this fantastic hidden Mickey. Um, uh, he, he, was, uh, he was a full-body Mickey. It doesn't have, you know, hidden Mickeys don't have to be just the three circle variety. They can be a full body Mickey or a side profile of Mickey. But this was a full body image of Mickey sort of uh, hidden in the nerve tissue because uh, Body Wars was all about anatomy and such. And uh, it was hard to see and it was just a wonderful creation by the artist. That was my favorite one for a long time. I keep hoping that it comes back someday. Well, now we can end our interview with some fun Disney questions I always ask our guests who come on the show. I call them the Fab Three, so we'll start with the Donald question, which is, as a child, what Disney film was one of your favorites to watch? You know, I liked uh, I liked the... Uh, I, I was around uh, when uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse on TV was in reruns, but I think I fell in love with Disney at an early age from, from the TV programs, you know, the Walt Disney uh, world of color. Um, and just seeing Walt Disney himself on television, uh, as a, as a child that, that clued me in, uh, to Disney. And our goofy question, what Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? Well, it, 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 it is a goofy question because my favorite Disney character is goofy. I, I think in my mind, um, I'm more of a, of a goofy personality. I mean, I like the way Goofy talks and walks, and and um, I have a in my office here at home. I have a huge Goofy uh, plush. He's about four foot tall. Goofy Goofy's my favorite character. I, I just love seeing him in the parks. I love seeing him in in cartoons and. Um, I even like the uh, goofy movies that came out, you know, with he and Max. Our last question is the Mickey question. So if I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? My, the favorite, my favorite Disney, well, there are two really. The Rainbow Connection uh, by Kermit. It's not, you know, I guess that's associated with Disney, but I love that song so much. You know, it, it always puts me in a good mood. I guess, I guess from the movies, my favorite song is the Under the Sea song from uh, The Little Mermaid. And again, you hear that in the ride. 
But that song, I never tire of that of that music. It's just a wonderful song, happy song. I guess those two songs are my, my favorite ones. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Steve. This was oh, so great to talk with you again, and I can't wait. You know, I'm holding out for the 100th edition of Hidden <laughs> Mickey. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I Thanks for having me on the show. This was a lot of fun. Uh, as you can tell, I love talking about Hidden Mickeys anytime, so... Thanks for having me. Each little clown here, no heart of jam here, under the sea. Each little slug here, cutting a rug here, under the sea. Each little snail here, no heart of whale here, that's why it's hot under the water. Yeah, we in luck here, down in the muck here, under the sea. Uh, you may think you're so powerful, but, but well, uh, this is my dream!